Tim, and I'm one of the uh, leaders here at the Vine Church. Uh, Throughout December, we've been going through a series, this is the second week now, on uh, the theme, The Light. And as you probably guessed it, it's all about the birth of Jesus. And I want to spend the next uh, 25 minutes uh, talking to you uh, particularly about this subject. So I would ask that you would give me 25 minutes of your time and just listen uh, to the words of Jesus. But I want to actually start this morning with a confession. And the confession isn't uh, for me, actually. It's on behalf of my wife. Uh, Like every good husband, I have the ability to spot her weaknesses, her issues. Uh, Maybe, husbands, you can join me in noticing these things in our wives. Yeah, where we've probably all got issues, haven't we? We've probably all got problems and things in our lives. Uh, But I have the ability to spot my wife's issues. And it's all to do with her navigation skills, her spatial awareness. See, she is terrible. I really mean terrible at navigating. See, I think she's an expert at getting lost. And some of you are probably thinking, well, you haven't met my brother, my husband, my wife. They are terrible as well. And maybe so. Maybe they're worse than her. But the thing with Becky, right, and this is the beauty thing about it. She's actually not in the room at the moment. She's helping out in crash, But she knows because I do remind her how bad she is. But the thing with Becky, right, she gets lost around Paul. She's lived in Paul since she was seven years old, and she gets lost. Unbelievable. She asked me the other day, right? She goes, Tim, how do I get to Bournemouth? So wh- how, what do you mean, how do you get to Bournemouth? It is absolutely crazy. It, it got so bad last week. We went to Upton Country Park. Love Upton Country Park, especially with the new park. And, and we were there, and then we went to the park with Joel, our youngest, 19 months old. And then we went for a walk, and we went across the bit. You know you've got those wooden slats that you walk across, and you look out over the, the lakes, or the, the bit of the sea, I suppose. We were walking out there, and we were looking at, looking at the building. Oh, there's Bartley's Bank. Oh, there's the hospital, because she works in the hospital. Uh, there's that building. There's the flats. There's this. And then she, she looks at me and says, Tim, this is, you know, no Upton Park. This is Paul Park, right? This is Paul Park Lake. I'm like, are you being serious? And then she's like, oh, no, 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 no. She's backtracking what she, what she actually said. And she said, but I work in the hospital, and if I look out the window of the hospital, I see the lake of Paul Park. A- and I'm like, yeah, but there's two windows, there's two sides, Becky. And she's been deadly serious about, uh, about this. And I'm like, what is going on? You know, and she, she's honestly really bad at navigating. You know, we get in the car. I, I, to be honest, I often drive, but when she does drive, not very often, uh, because I'm a better driver, of course. Uh, when she knows this, she knows, she knows. Uh, I'm so glad she cannot hear it. No, I'm joking. Uh, she, she knows this. She would, she, when she does drive, she's like, the other day we were in Corfman. We live out in Litchit, so Corfman is next to us. We're in Corfman, she's like, well, how do I get home to Litchit? I'm like, Becky, come on. It's like, I, I'm not, I'm just, you just me, I'm Mr. Sat now. But we've all probably had, we've made mistakes in navigating, in spatial awareness. We've got lost one way or another, whether that's around poor, in a different city, in a different country, whatever, there's probably a moment in time 
where we have got lost. And I want to take us back 2,000 years when the wise men embarked on a journey, but thankfully, they didn't get lost. They weren't like Becky, thankfully. If you have a Bible, turn with me to Matthew chapter 2, verse 1. Don't worry if you don't, the words will be up on the, the screen. And I want to speak to you upon the subject this morning, follow the light. Follow the light. Let's read it together. Here we go. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, the Magi, or the wise men, from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star, light, when it rose, and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard of this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them, where's the Messiah was, uh, was to be born? In Bethlehem, in Judea, they replied. For this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judea, are by no means least among the rulers of Judea. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod came to the Magi, the wise men, secretly, and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I may go and worship him. After they heard the king, they went on their way. The star that they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother, Mary. They bowed down and worshipped him. They opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And myrrh. So what is exactly going on in this story? What is actually going on? Well, it's an incredible story of a mother who has given birth to a new baby. A bit like what we're celebrating today. But they decide to name him Jesus, which means to rescue. And there are some wise men. See, wise men were not uncommon in Jesus' day. See, the wise men's job was to give wisdom and understanding of dreams. They were often the brightest people of the day. And they would be the advisory board to royalty. A bit like today. Our royalty has advisors to guide them what they do, what they should say, etc., etc. These white men would advise royalty. They were thought of highly and respected for their profession. So the wise men heard that this baby Jesus was born, and they wanted to be the first to the new baby party. They wanted to be the first ones to hold the baby. They wanted to be the first ones to take a picture. Maybe not take a picture. But they wanted to be there because they were super excited about this baby being born. They actually traveled thousands of miles on horseback to be where this baby was. And then King Herod, the king of the time, he was troubled, he was disturbed about this baby being born. See, notice Jesus started to turn heads 
even from a young baby. It's crazy because King Herod was worried that Jesus would grow up and he would have more followers than him and then King Herod would get kicked off his throne and Jesus would become the the king of Israel. That's what he was worried about. So he was like, I need to know about this baby. He turns the heads of religious leaders. And let's put it into context. The religious leaders of those days are like our so-called celebrities today. Everyone looked up to the, celeb- to the religious leaders. They looked up to the chief priests. And it's like our celebrities today. And so when the chief priests and the religious leaders start taking notes of Jesus, uh, the baby being born in Jesus, it's remarkable. So Herod gathered all his people around him uh, and said, what are we going to do about it? The wise men followed the star until it stopped over the place where Jesus was born. They came and give, give, gave gifts. But they didn't give gifts like a, a nice card that we might bring today. But they gave the best gifts they could bring. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. See, this is a story of some wise men following a star, following a light. But actually, there's two big things in this story. And number one, it's a story of searching for the truth. And number two, it's a story of a faith journey. And we're going to explore these together today. So a story of a search for the truth. See, the wise men believed in following that star, it would lead them to Jesus. It would lead them to find the truth. See, what wise men would travel thousands of miles on horseback if they didn't believe that there was something special about this baby? What wise men would do that? See, these wise men were respected for their wisdom. They spent probably most of their days looking at stars and trying to interpret them and understanding the movement of stars so that they could affect world affairs and humanity. See, those who hold such beliefs spend a great deal trying to understand what stellar movements in the heavens might mean for life on earth. See, these men studied stars to discover truth. See, they wanted to know something of the hidden and inner workings of the universe. Two weeks ago, we went to, as a family, myself, my wife, got two boys, Freddie and Joel, we went to Stuart's Garden Centre in Wimborne. And they've got, I don't know if you know, if you've ever been there, but at once a year they bring Santa. Uh, it comes in some sort of car, some sort of fire engine or tractor. So we went there uh, to look at it all. And then I went with my bigger family, my brothers, sisters, and all their cousins, or uh, my kids' cousins. And, and uh, we went there, and we started to look round. And I was talking to my brother, and I turned to Becky, and I said to her, where is Joel? And she said, I don't know, I thought you had him. I said, no, I thought you had him. By the way, we've all done this, by the way, so don't, don't push me down as a bad father. <laughs> We're like, no, no, I thought you had him. Thankfully, he was with all the other cousins looking at the singing penguin. He was with where he wanted to be the most. 
He wanted to be at this place. And the thing with Joel, he's an explorer. You let him go and he runs, probably like most kids actually. But he just goes, he does what he wants. And the thing with him as well, he loves shopping. If you say we're going to spend a day in Southampton shopping, he will be there. He loves trying on new clothes. He loves putting on shoes. Uh, He obviously gets that more off Becky than myself, although I do like shopping sometimes. But he's an explorer. He's always on the move. He can't sit down and watch TV. He literally sits down for a minute and a half in the morning to take his milk, and the rest of the day he's off and everywhere. See, the wise men are not dissimilar to this. They were not content with their own belief of the truth. The wise men embark on a search for the truth in Jesus. I want to ask a question. What if in this room we're not too dissimilar to the wise men? What if we've built our whole lives on what we know and always do? We've built our whole lives on what our parents have told us, what our teachers have taught us, what our colleagues have said. This is what life is about. See, for the wise men, they thought they knew the truth. They thought they knew what life was about. They thought they could find the purpose of life in the night sky as they interpret the star movements. See, if you notice that all humanity wants to know the truth, we all want to know the truth. We want to know the truth in relationships. We want to know the truth at work. We want to know the truth about Brexit. We want to know the truth about climate change. We want to know the truth about our family history. And we search for truth about us in many ways every day. But I wonder if we as humanity, we explore the truth questions about the biggest questions of life. What is life about? Is there more to life than I can see? What is the purpose of me on this planet called Earth? See, this is exactly how the wise men felt. Their whole lives rested upon their careers as wise men. It got them into high places. It put food on the table for their families. But now, these wise men are exploring truth like they've never known it before. They are searching for the meaning of life as they search for Jesus. See, we as humanity are notoriously known for feeding our hunger for life with things. And when I say things, I mean people, jobs, money, relationships. Because we feel like if we add more things, our lives will be complete. We will find the truth. See, the wise men found a baby in Jesus like no other. He was God with us. See, has a baby ever turned heads like Jesus? See, today in this room, a lot of us have come because we're dedicating Adeline. But imagine a baby like Jesus and even royalty are talking about him. Imagine a baby like Jesus that 2,000 years later, he's got more followers than anyone else. In this season, we enjoy the lights, the decorations, the food, the bad Christmas jumpers, 
But actually, it all started with Jesus. What I'm about to say, it might be a bit of a spoiler alert. So if you've got kids, it's to do with Santa Claus, just to let you know. I'm about to let you know something. Uh, It might be a surprise to some of you adults as well. Santa Claus himself is a character made from St. Nicholas. Sorry. St. Nicholas was a young Christian bishop. He heard, about his, he heard about a man and his three daughters. And he heard that they were in need. This is him, by the way. And so what he did one night, he took some gold. Because actually, St. Nicholas, as a bishop, he was very wealthy because his parents were wealthy. And they sadly died and inherited a lot of money. So he took some gold and uh, different reports said either he put it through a chimney or he put it through a window, depending where you read. But he gave it to this family. And it actually helped because the, the older daughter was about to get married and they couldn't afford the wedding ceremony. So it paid for her wedding ceremony. And then he did it for the family again. And on the third time, St. Uh, Nicholas was going to deliver some, uh, some gold to this family. Uh, the father was like, I'm going to catch him. I want to know who's doing this. And he, he, um, St. Nicholas goes and he gives the gold, tries to do it secretly. And then the father comes out and he sees who it is. He notices it's this bishop, this Christian bishop called St. Nicholas. See, St. Nicholas was to, notoriously known for giving to families and sailors. See, Santa Claus was characterized by this version of St. Nicholas, who started to give gifts because of his love for Jesus. Santa Claus was characterized by a man's love for Jesus, giving gifts. And then we get this character called Santa Claus, who really Coca-Cola made. Just to let you know. See, in the book of John, in the Bible, there's this word called truth. And it's mentioned many times. And in first century Israel, Jesus was the personification of truth. And actually, when they said truth, they meant Jesus. Because they knew Jesus was the truth. And when they said Jesus, they knew it was truth. They said them, either one. See, the wise men were searching for Jesus was their greatest ambition. It was their inner self desperation for the search for truth. The wise men searched for Jesus was their greatest ambition. It was their inner self-desperation for the search of truth. What if today in this room we have been searching for the truth and haven't yet found it? We've been searching for the truth in people. We've been searching for the truth in work, in relationships, in what maybe others have taught us. But still, something doesn't settle right in us and we need to go on a journey to find the truth. And this is the second part. It was a story of a faith journey. The wise men, their whole life was centralized around sitting there and gazing at the stars. And revealing wisdom and direction for the royal household. For the wise men to get up and actually follow a star so it would reveal a baby is absurd in their profession. For the wise men to get up and get on horseback and say, I'm going to travel miles to follow this star because I believe it's going to reveal a baby, the other wise men of those days would be like, what are you doing? 
just carry on looking at the stars and revealing what they mean to the royal household. Don't worry about that one star. It was a faith journey for them. You could even potentially call them nuts. See, their faith took them over mountains. It took them over deserts to find this baby. There's a restaurant in London. I I have never been there, but I've always wanted to go there. And forgive me for my pronunciation, but it's called Dan's Le Nord. Has anyone heard of it? Have been there? Dan's Le Nord. What this makes this restaurant so different from any other restaurant is that you eat in the dark. Yeah, I want to go there. So you go in, from what I understand, you go in, uh, you, you go in, there's a reception area, and then you put your stuff in a locker, and then they lead you into the dark, and they lead you to your table, and you just got to trust that you're actually in a restaurant for a start, you know, you don't know where you are. And then you sit down, and then you obviously order some food, I don't know how, and they put the food on, on your plate. You know, it sounds a bit like a Bush Tucker trial to me, uh, eat whatever you're going to eat. But in this restaurant, you've got to have some faith they're taking you into some restaurant. You've got to have faith that you're eating something that's edible. Being a follower of Jesus, you need faith. But from my experience, it's the best thing I've ever done. See, in Jesus, we find one man shaped history like no other man or woman. See, Mother Teresa, Thomas Edison, Winston Churchill, and Mandela, all these people have shaped history. They've changed history. They've changed the way we interact with one another. Mother Teresa taught us to show charity to those who are less fortunate than us. Thomas Edison, he gave us the light. We potentially would be in the dark right now. Well, maybe a, a candle or something. Winston Churchill... He led us over victory over the evil Hitler. He taught us to stand up against evil no matter what the cost. Mandela was influential in teaching the world to love people no matter the color of their skin. See, all these people changed history. They changed the way we interact with one another. But I believe that Jesus did something even far greater than that. That he was the man that changed history like no other. See, what he did was written in a book called the Bible. His teachings were radical and life-changing, but they were also energizing to his followers. See, people think that Jesus is boring and religious and it's irrelevant. But actually, Jesus loved a party. He loved a celebration. I know some people are going back to celebrate with Chris and Chloe later. Jesus would have been there. There's even a story of when he, he goes to a wedding ceremony. And wedding ceremonies lasted weeks in his day. And he's the first one to turn the water into the wine because he wants to enjoy the party. He wants us to have fun. And with Jesus, life is fun. He does things that we don't expect. See, Jesus' birth was a sign of, from God that he is the God of the impossible. Jesus' words and promises is a sign that he is the God of hope. Jesus' life has been an example so that we know how to love one another. Jesus' death was a sign that he was the savior of the world. See, the wise men entered a faith journey. To find this baby called Jesus, they will find the truth. 
Many people have entered journeys in their lifetime. In the 1400s, Christopher Columbus got in a boat. He did not know he was going to discover America. Christopher Columbus wanted to find a quicker route from Europe to Asia. So he goes the other way and he bumps into this place called America. We, we all love America, don't we? But did he imagine that he was going to find America? Did he predict that he was going to find America? Probably not. In 1989, Sir Tim Berners-Lee invented the World Wide Web. Did he imagine that we would have the World Wide Web in our pockets? Probably not. In 1871, the Wright brothers took their first successful flight. Do you think they imagined that you could fly to Spain for 20 pounds today? Probably not. In the mid-1800s, a Scottish doctor, he took to a land called Africa, and he was going to help people. He was a Christian as well, and he told people about Jesus, but his main thing was to help people with medicine. And he bumped into this massive, uh, you could say, waterfall called Lake Victoria, Victoria Falls, and he names it after Victoria. Could he imagine what his life, that actually loads of people would flock to this place uh, hundreds of years later? Probably not. See, for the wise men, as they entered this journey to follow the star, to find baby Jesus, do you think they would know the effect it had upon the world today that two billion people follow this man called Jesus? I don't think they knew the effect it would have as they followed him, followed the star. See, sometimes we go on journeys and we don't see the whole picture. We can't see the good that comes out of it. And the question for you to ponder this morning is this. What if the wise men didn't go on their faith journey to follow the star? What if the wise men missed out on seeing Jesus? What if the wise men missed out on seeing this baby that changed history? What if the, what if the wise men missed out on seeing their lives changed forever? See, I don't know about you, but I don't want to have any regrets in life. I want to live life to the full. I want to do everything I can do and achieve things I can achieve. See, we might not all be like my amazing wife and having some bad navigation skills. But we can all sometimes make mistakes in life. We thought this was the truth. We thought life was about this. We thought this is everything to my life. And we thought this is what I've always done. What if this Christmas we take the opportunity to seek the truth to the most important questions of life? What is life? Why do I exist? What is the purpose? And I want to encourage every single one of us this Christmas to take the opportunity to do this, to explore the most important questions about life. Because I want to be like the wise men and have no regrets and don't take the journey to seek the truth in Jesus. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you for your son, Jesus. I thank you that over this Christmas period, we get the opportunity to celebrate uh, his birth, 
but also his life and his death and resurrection. And I pray, Father, for each one of us, over this busy, manic Christmas period, we would all take time and think about the biggest questions in life. We will not just let life do us past and then have regrets. But Lord, help us to explore the truth in Jesus Christ. Amen.